Hello, my name is Tia, and this is my journey on how I learned to bloom. Thank you for joining me. Um, this is my mommy's podcast. She's having some good times. Hello, you guys. That was my sweet daughter who was very adamant about doing the introduction with me. Tonight, I have my cousin Caitlin and my sister Madison here to record a podcast with me. We got into the wine a little bit tonight, and we decided it would be fun to record an episode. So I looked up some hot podcast questions just to get the ball rolling. Okay, cheers, ladies. Okay, Katie, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Caitlin, and I'm Tia's cousin, and we've been BFFs since the womb, apparently. Yes, we did have telepathic ability while you were in the womb while I was two years old. <laughs> We've been inseparable ever since. Beautiful. Absolutely true. Madison? Hey, I'm Maddie. I'm Tia's sister. And actually, Maddie is nine years younger than me, so I feel like we always had a really funny relationship, but now we have gotten actually quite close. Yeah, it's been so nice. Now that Maddie's an adult, so God bless that. <laughs> okay. So, I think we better just dive right into the questions. Okay, so I'm not going to go in order, but the first question I'm going to ask is, have you ever lied about your age? Okay, well, yes. hundred times, I have. You've lied about your age a billion times? Like, people have asked me how old I am, and yeah, hundred times. Like, okay, people at like, school, people like on Snapchat, obviously to s- like start Instagram, you lied about your age. Okay. Like, so many different situations. I've lied about my age before, but I have, like, one story in particular that's, like, really bad. That's your <laughs> Mom and dad, I'm really sorry. Um, okay, so when I went to the Dominican Republic when I was in grade 12, I was 17. And I would have been turning 18 the following February. And it was December, so I was only a couple months away, right? So I was 17, and I remember... So I went to the Dominican Republic with my dad and his girlfriend at the time. And, you know, like, I didn't live with my dad. And so, you know, there weren't super clear boundaries the way that there was with my mom, obviously, given the fact that my mom was, like, my sole provider. And I was on the beach, and there was this guy. And, yeah, like, he was hot. Like, not Mac Daddy hot, but, you know, like, hot enough. (laughs) And he was, you know, chatting with me a little bit. And he started to flirt with me. And, obviously, like, I didn't know how old this guy was. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I thought about it, honestly. And, I mean, the thing about it was he didn't look old, you know? It's not like he looked an age where I was like, oh, God, how old is this guy? So, (laughs) yeah, turns out he was 37. Or maybe he was 38. Honestly, I don't remember. 37 or 38. And when he told me that, I was like, well, fuck. Um, So, yeah, I did tell him I was already 18. I don't have anything fun like that. Like, I'm sure I went into, like bought liquor underage oh yeah but like i don't think nothing super juicy no okay sorry that just reminded me of another time i have to say so when we bought our new house and we're moving away we went out for a celebratory meal and i was 14 and yeah i mean the waiter went around and asked everybody for their order and um my guardians ordered (laughs) alcoholic beverages and it came to me and I just looked at him the waiter and I said I'll get a pina colada and just to see what would happen and the waiter was like okay yeah no worries (laughs) 14 yep this was at the cactus club yeah like shout out cactus club god bless you cactus club (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I actually do have some juicy underage stories 
Okay, mine was nothing like that. Like, it was, like, very, like, just lying to a guy, like... Yeah. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, I'm sure I've lied to guys to say I was a certain age that I wasn't, but definitely the juiciest time was in the Dominican. I'll never forget that. Have you ever been in trouble with the police? No. No, right? No. No, shockingly, I haven't either. And I say shockingly, because, like, no honestly, shockingly. Okay, that's that's actually pretty impressive. What's the most embarrassing thing your parents have caught you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm sure they've <laughs> known that I'm, like, masturbating in my room. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I try to be discreet about that shit, but, like, you know. Oh, they know. They know. They've been around the block. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So, when I just moved out of my apartment, like, last week or whenever that was, mm-hmm. I remembered. So, I packed up most of my stuff. Well, pretty much all of my stuff before um, my dad got there and my dad was just helping me move like the big things. Yeah. Except I have a hot pink dildo and like <laughs> it, it's like hot pink. Like if you saw it, like there's no missing it. Like, you know, it's clear as day. Yeah. And so and it's not really that small either. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not discreet. What like whatsoever. And yeah, he came to get me and pick up my stuff but i was planning on like you know dealing with that stuff before he got there but he got there earlier than i thought and i was still sleeping so he like came into my apartment and he's like i need to use the washroom before we do anything and i'm like please go in there and one he's in the washroom i'm like trying to figure out how to hide my dildo and so i put it in one of my dresser drawers under some clothes and i was like fucking praying to god that like like no one dropped it and like my shit was flying everywhere or you know the clothes shifted and so that he saw it and yeah it's actually still in his trailer at the moment so like i hope he doesn't go digging through my stuff <laughs> that's his problem <laughs> could you imagine that would be hilarious I can only imagine what Uncle Terry would say, or he probably wouldn't say shit, but I can only imagine what he'd think. You know what I'm actually just realizing is I also have, like, a tube of lube that was in the top drawer, and I sent him with the top drawers. (laughs) And, like, it was just, like, would have been right under his nose, so if he, like, read any of the bottles, he would have been like, hmm, personal lubricant. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, a big dildo and lubricant. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I know hands down the most embarrassing thing that my mom caught me doing. My mom caught me talking on, um, oh, what the hell was it called? Oh, remember Omegle or Omegle? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, fuck's sakes. Yeah, my mom caught me talking on that, like, when I was, like, 12 years old. That was so goddamn embarrassing. <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say like that's that was just absolutely mortifying so i just like didn't close out the chat i just like closed her laptop and gave it back to her because i was 12 and didn't know um have you ever had a paranormal experience mm-hmm. i don't think personally mm. and that's just like i don't think i shouldn't say that i don't have anything where it's like scary okay like, my mom is witchy, so sometimes she'll be like, oh, your grandma Mary is here. Right. Like, my relatives that have passed, she's like, oh, this person is here, you right. know? Yeah. And But otherwise, like, nothing's falling off shelves or, yeah, okay. you know, slamming doors or anything like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like, I would, I mean, I don't know what the actual definition of paranormal is other than, like, it's got to be the afterlife, right? Like, that's just what it's simply referring to. So, yeah, like, that's paranormal. 
Okay, so, because, yeah, it's funny, like, whenever we think about paranormal, I think that we, like, automatically assume it's got to be kind of scary or something, but I have had, like, quite a few experiences, but there's two stories in particular that I think are the juiciest. There was one night where, you know, my mom had gone out with my friend's mom and their friends, and me and my friend were at my house, uh, you know, hanging out, having a sleepover, whatever it may be, and watching you, actually, Madison. So I remember that night talking to her and I remember actually seeing something sort of like blackish fly up the stairs. I've never really been afraid of paranormal or ghosts or anything. I've always believed in it. Already had a lot of experiences up until that age. So I was not afraid. Um, but I knew that my friend was afraid because she believed in it, but she was a scared, like she was actually afraid. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so I didn't say anything. Okay. So this would have been, I'm just trying to think. Um, I don't remember exactly ages but yeah I'm gonna go ahead and say this was 15 years ago okay two or three years later I saw this friend again and I don't know we were talking about ghost stories for whatever reason and I told that ghost story and I was like yeah dude I didn't say anything to you because I knew you would be afraid and uh she goes holy shit I know exactly what you're talking about that was the night that we were babysitting Madison our moms were out I saw it too I didn't say anything to you because I didn't want to freak you out. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So that was freaky. And like, honestly, I was really shocked because yeah, she had always been really afraid. Like she had always expressed to me that she was actually quite afraid of ghosts. Like I remember when we would be home alone at her house, she would hear shit and she'd be right freaked out. So yeah, I was shocked, but yeah, she's not a bullshitter. So another one that's like also crazy, but I think people, I don't know, dismiss it because it was from a kid, but when I lived in my last condo, I don't know. Do you guys know my last one? Mm-hmm. Okay, downtown, right? Um, you know, when I lived in my last condo, um, my daughter would have been quite young. And I, yeah, she would always tell me like, oh, Brittany. Like I'm hanging out with Brittany. I'm playing with Brittany. Oh, I'm talking to Brittany. Is that your imaginary friend? No, she's right there. Like it was, it was definitely more than an imaginary friend thing, the way that she would describe it. And so I'm like, okay, Brittany's a ghost, whatever, no big deal. Like, okay, whatever. I believe in this. This is not a big deal. So, um, (laughs) and then when my dad came to stay with me, well, yeah, I remember him coming out one day and he's got like goosebumps on the back of his neck and he's like, oh yeah, I saw something 100%. Like I feel something. And my dad is really sensitive. Like, I don't know. I often wonder if he has like some certain ability. And I mean, obviously my stepmom, you know, she's a medium. So I don't know how much of it is like because she's a medium or if he already, like he already was sensitive to that sort of thing. So yeah, it's really cool that he's open-minded to that. But yeah, he's, he's so open that, oh, spirit is flying at him left, right, and center. Like it's crazy. And so yeah, he was like, oh, something's in there. Like somebody's in there. Like, do you ever see anything? And I'm like, yeah, no, your grandchild literally has a ghost friend named Brittany. So, yeah. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> it's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, those are, I don't know, honestly, I've had so many paranormal experiences, but I would say those are my, like, two favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't really know how anyone can doubt that sort of stuff. I know. Like, so, my boss, when I worked, like, not this job that I'm currently working, but my last job. Mm-hmm. He said that he lived in a trailer, like a mobile home, mm-hmm. and it was haunted, and he had a roommate, and they everyone knew that went in there that it was haunted, and he said for the most part, it was things that he could kind of, like, explain away, 
like the TV would randomly turn on and off all the time. And he's like, oh, it's an electrical glitch or like the lights or, you know, just stuff like that where Mm -hmm. he could easily explain it away. And he said one day he, I think him and his roommate were sitting in the living room and he said all of a sudden the cupboard doors in the kitchen opened and all of the dishes flew out. No. Hit the ground. Yeah. And he's like, I tried to think of like, it's not even like the covers were like slanted a little bit, like so that something could, you know. Now, if there's a shift in the ground or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, but no, like, there was absolutely nothing. All the doors just opened and all of the dishes came out. Uh, yeah, he's like, there was no explaining away that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I personally think that the reason why people are in denial about it is because they're afraid. And I think something that is really important to keep in mind and this is actually something that I learned from my stepmom because she's a medium and I've I've asked her lots of questions specifically or like related to negative spirit or bad spirit because because I do believe in it I do feel afraid of okay because I'm open to this does that mean I'm more susceptible to having bad spirit around me or bad energy around me and so I asked her these you know ask her these questions and she actually said that spirit will not come if you don't allow it to. If you feel something off, just say out loud, I'm not interested in this. I don't like this. Please go away. And they will listen. And yeah, there are ways to protect you. And she said, unless you're deliberately like, please come to me, bad spirit, you know, unless you're like literally welcoming it or uh, using a Ouija board, for example, she actually was like, yeah, no, don't use one of those kind of things. I have done that in the day. Oh, no Fucking thank you. Mom would lo- never let me. No, there's no. no goddamn way. No, I'm like a hard no for Ouija boards. So yeah, she she made me feel a lot better than that because I sort of felt like you were not in control of it. And she was like, oh no, you're definitely in control of it. So that made me feel better. So yeah, I don't know. Like if you're listening to this and you feel freaked out or you think this is a bunch of bullshit, like, okay, yeah, no, fair enough. I understand. But also like, you know, keep an open mind. Like these stories are not bullshit. <laughs> If there's any spirits attached to me from when I used the Ouija board in grade 12, <laughs> you may now leave. <laughs> no, that, that would honestly explain a lot. Please get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> yeah, she actually, she has, um, oh, what is it? She has like a sort of, I think it's actually like an indigenous thing, um, which I should know this because she's Cree. We're Cree. I should really know this. I don't know what it is. It's like some sort of sweet grass. She ha- anyway, she has something above her door. And she said that's like for protection. So I actually have thought about getting some of it. But I mean, even just like knowing the simple fact of, oh, you can just say, no, thank you. I'm not welcoming that. No, that's not welcome. Like that made me feel a lot better. So good to know. Cool. Madison, do you have any paranormal experiences? Not that I can remember right now. Yeah. I'm having a really hard time remembering things. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's hard when you're like on the spot, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. I love, yeah, I don't know. Like, you guys can obviously pick questions if you want to. One of the questions is, does it turn you off when I smell bad? <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. 100%. Because these are 100 juicy questions to ask your friends when you're bored. Okay. What was the li- last lie that you told? I said I was going to ask this one, and I am going to. Mine's boring. Um, I'll just go ahead and say mine was to the telescope. This telescope will not leave me alone. And I was like, 
Oh, but then I decided it wasn't technically a lie, actually. Shit. So what was the last lie I told? Probably to my kids. I honestly cannot remember the last lie I told. It makes me super uncomfortable to lie. Me too. It actually gives me such bad anxiety. Yeah. And I actually remember, so I guess it was technically a lie, but I was talking to someone and I said, oh, you know, so-and-so found out they're pregnant because of this. And we were just talking, whatever. And then this other person walked away, laughed, whatever. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, actually, that's not right. It was this. Right. And then I'm like, holy fuck, I just lied to that person. Yeah. Immediate anxiety. <laughs> so, like, I definitely don't do it on purpose. 100- that happens to me 100%. I realize, like, oh, shit, I told the story wrong. And then I feel awful. And, like, if it's somebody that I can actually contact and clarify, I will. Because, yeah, I just straight up am anxious about it. So That's how rumors start, kids. That's how rumors fucking start. It bothers me so much when I tell the wrong, like, story as well. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't applicable to us because we're actually sweet angels, so. (laughs) I'm sure. We do no wrong. Yeah. (laughs) We're actually perfect, so. Yeah, I think that I must have lied to my kids. Like, I'm sure that was the last lie I told. I just couldn't remember. But you know what? Honestly, I don't lie to my kids very often. Like, I think this is something. And I don't know. I don't know. I I have a really, like, open door, open book policy with my kids. Sometimes I feel like I tell them too much truth just because, yeah, I have an issue with lying. But also, I just figure, why not? Like, whatever. Obviously, I'm not telling them inappropriate things, but. Okay, I got a juicy question here. What's the worst and best thing about being female? Okay, worst, hands down, periods. For sure. Periods, yeah. I don't, like, to be honest, I don't know if I consider it the worst thing about being female, but it is pretty shitty worst thing you think yeah i am inclined to say the worst thing about being female is how we live in a patriarchal society yeah i'm gonna take it that route (laughs) okay that's one way obviously that sucks but like the pain is real yeah no that's totally fair that's totally fair we are a family of women with endo so i mean yeah it is really bad but for me and I'm a Capricorn, so this just is <laughs> what it is. But, like, I'm also going into a field with that's male-dominated. And they just treat you so shit. Mm-hmm. Like, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And, you know, I've been on a Taylor Swift kick. And I've been listening to The Man over and over again. And it's, like, it literally gives me chills. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, if I was a man, mm-hmm. this would be so fucking easy. It wouldn't even be a second thought. No. Like, it would be nothing. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm not, like, going into a male-dominated career. But obviously, working in the oil field, I had a little taste of that. Like, I was the only girl in the field at the time. And, yeah, I remember going to it. Like, I distinctively remember going to a rig for the first time and being, like, whistled at. Like, movie-style, stereotypical being whistled at and being like what the fuck yeah it's fucking absolute garb and yeah it's just crazy because it's not even a second thought to them no like i remember so in one of my classes like i would say there was 30 of us and maybe five women in my class mm -hmm. including myself and um i was we were separated into groups and of course I was the only woman in my group, and then it was all men. And one of the guys asked me, oh, what made you decide to become an engineer? Mm -hmm. And um, 
at first I was like, why would you ask me that? But I was like giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he's just genuinely curious, wants to get to know me, whatever. Mm -hmm. So fine. We were talking. And then he said to me, yeah, I'm just not used to having women in my class. Like, my last two years, I didn't have a single woman in my class. I was like, um, okay, get the fuck away from me. Men, if you're listening, please fucking take note and don't say that shit. Don't say it. <laughs> Do not understand. Disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. I Before I met my husband, I just thought that absolute worst of men. Like, I genuinely did not believe there was a single good one out there. So, yeah, that's definitely my least favorite thing about being a woman is having to experience men. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, okay, but, you know, the best thing... <laughs> okay, now I'm thinking about how the patriarchy, and I'm like, how can I possibly think about the best thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, okay, the best thing. Life, like, something like that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, okay, when I think about being a woman and being so... Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be sexist towards men now, but I just do believe that women have an easier time being multifaceted in the way that, like, our brains are and the fact that we can – I mean, I don't know where I read this, and this was years ago, but I remember reading or hearing or whatever it was that men's brains are like a box and women's brains are like a ball of yarn. And I just – yeah, I mean – Besides the fact that we have a lot of pressure put on us and, you know, if you have children as a woman, then obviously there's a lot of pressure on you. And especially if you're a stay-at-home parent as a woman or as a person who identifies as a woman, then you've got a lot of pressure on you to stay at home with the children and cook and clean and do all the fucking shit and the mental load and make the appointments and do the laundry and fucking wash your ass for your husband. Like, Christ, it's a lot. Um, That being said, I am grateful for the ability of my brain and the fact that I can handle all of that shit. I'm just basing this off of experience. <laughs> Basically, I'm just pulling the shit out of my ass. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but you know what I mean? Like, I am grateful that I, like, have the ability. I mean, obviously, I want to think about the fact that, like, not everybody who was born with female genitalia actually identifies as a woman. But, you know, the fact that I was born with a female's brain definitely allows me to (laughs) multitask and do certain things that I don't believe someone like my husband can do as well. And I think he would agree with me. Like, yeah, I'm obviously not throwing him under the bus. He's the greatest man on this earth. But yeah, I just do think it's different. And I, I, that makes me feel kind of like a superhero in a way. And I don't know if that's because I'm a parent, but it is something that I do like, even if I bitch about it. Even if I'm like, oh my fucking god, this is too much, I still like that I can do it at least. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, sort of branching off of that, like, we are not handed anything by any means. Mm -hmm. And so you just get those highs, like, when you accomplish something or, Mm -hmm. like, just you know, having, like, a girl gang and being, like, just empowered by other women and you know, understood by all of these women, especially now with social media and things like that. Um, you just have all of these women backing you and you sort of feel a little bit invincible. And when you start to accomplish things and you just sort of feel like you're on top of the world, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because things are a little bit harder for us. 100%. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that satisfaction really does feel good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
And you know, as hard as, okay, I'm, again, I'm bringing it back to the whole parenthood thing, but something that I also like is as hard as pregnancy is, and as many times as I felt like I wish my husband could do this so that I didn't fucking have to endure puking every single day, being able to make life carry that beginning stage of life and then give birth and create life was definitely empowering. I mean, I'm never going to do it again (laughs) because at the same time, it was terribly rough. It was also amazing. Yeah, I can't speak on that, but... Yeah. All right, Mads? Yeah, I just think about it as if I was a guy and, you know, like, I tried to do something, it's not as much of an accomplishment almost. Like, there's so many guys who have so many different careers and it's almost like, oh, as sad as this is, like, you're the first woman to do something. Mm -hmm. Like, I find that opportunity super cool. Mm -hmm. And, like, as much as that sucks that there isn't as many females in certain, like, um careers and stuff Mm -hmm. it is cool when there is one right Mm -hmm. and almost being like a role model for future people yeah like i find that super cool yeah 100 percent. yeah and then on the other side of things it's like god why did it even have to be that way to begin with like fuck. could you imagine if it was the opposite way well you know what like from the research that i've done and whatever i've learned in certain classes um which has been limited i will say the indigenous people were were like matriarchal societies. The women were more important. They were respected, historically speaking. I wouldn't say that that's so accurate now, but that's a whole nother topic of discussion and has a lot to do with Western influence and alcohol, obviously. But um, yeah, no, like historically speaking, they were matriarchal societies. So yeah why the europeans felt the need to settle and absolutely destroy their way of life is beyond me but again another topic of discussions for another day (laughs) katie checking her watch like holy shit how much time do we have um yeah no i that is true matt's okay what to ask next okay what do you fear most rational or irrational um Oh, shit. Is your OCD brain going crazy right now? Yeah. Okay, let's actually talk about this. Let's fucking get into it. So I had this fear. This is back to the Ouija board, for fuck's sakes. So I have had this fear that I, when I played with the Ouija board, I had some demon enter me. I don't think that's the right terminology, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm going to agree. A demon did enter you. (laughs) And he's just chilling in there, laying dormant. And then one day, it's going to wake up while I'm sleeping, murder my whole family, and then I'm left with the consequences. Now, that's been my fear for years, okay? Grade 12. I don't know. I graduated seven years ago. So it's it's been a minute. I don't know if you guys have seen The Conjuring 2. I have not seen The Conjuring 2. Okay, that's the first scene. And I went... (laughs) I went to this movie because I loved The Conjuring 1. So good. I loved horror movies. And then my sister and her friend and I went to the movie. And my sister... I don't know when this was, but my sister was younger than 16, so she couldn't drive. So I drove her there. We were watching. That was the opening scene, and I fucking started to cry, and I left. I just, I didn't say anything to my sister. I just, I got up, and I left. And then when I got home, I texted her, and I was like, I'll be back to pick you up when the movie's over. And I fucking bawled. 
yeah, it turns out the rest of the movie wasn't scary. Um, <laughs> oh my god, you poor thing. Yeah, but that was the opening scene, and that was my biggest fear, and sh- they just fucking... They nailed it. They knew it. Yeah. <laughs> they said this is specifically for Caitlin, and Caitlin only, and let's ruin her fucking life. The writer of that actually had a vision that you... But a, but a vision in back in time... That yeah. you actually had that fear. And they yeah. were like, what can we do? And then they specifically targeted the town that you lived in to ensure that you would be going to this movie. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I have no doubt. Can we also just say Caitlin does have OCD? I do. Um, that was an intrusive thought. I will not lie to you. <laughs> like, my first thought when she said biggest fear was, like, germs and shit. Like, I'm pretty sure I found a booker on one of her pillows or <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I had to, like, immediately go wash my hands. Like, it's like my hand, as soon as I touch something like that, it goes tingly, and it knows that there's yes. something fucking wrong. Yes. Yeah, okay, so. Okay, so, so let's just, like, get real for a quick hot minute here. Caitlin actually has diagnosed OCD that is severe. Yep. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, this is not one of those, like, annoying people who thinks that it's a cute quirk to have OCD. This is, like, a genuine, um, what do you classify it as? Disorder? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just want to clarify that because we actually hate people that call themselves OCD as a cute quirk because that's actually really disrespectful and annoying. Actually take medication for it. Like, it's, like, I would say it's pretty severe. Yeah. usually when I tell people, like, oh, I have OCD, like, to either explain something or, you know, should it come up in conversation, yeah. which these days it does sometimes. Yeah. Um, like, I would say nine times out of ten, they say, oh, I think I have a little bit of that. <laughs> oh. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> ah, shit, that's good. Yeah, no, uh, that doesn't shock me at all. Also, I do genuinely apologize about the booger. Like, chances are there was. But, you know, three kids, like... Sue me. Yeah, I actually might have burned it. Like, I don't actually know where that pillow went. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, I'm really sorry. Matt's worst fear. Oh, God, I don't know. Oh, you didn't have a traumatic experience? <laughs> She's yawning. And I'm like, I'm sweating. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, worst fear. Is there anything that you, like, obsess over when it comes like thinking about a fearful experience or like something that even okay okay god only knows that there's gonna be someone on this podcast who like tells me a whole research thing about this but every single nightmare i ever have and just like i have a lot of nightmares like every single day of my life like i've never had a good dream so never not even once i've never had a good dream what the fuck so a lot of my dreams are me like running away from things and i feel like that might be a problem um so maybe like that's a podcast for another day yeah like i don't know like i'm not i don't run away from my problems like that's not the kind of person i am so it's just so weird like maybe there's another meaning to that there's gotta be because it's definitely not running away from my problems i typically like confront them pretty hard Mm -hmm. um yeah i really don't know like the dark like you know like something is super stupid like that but well is there a fear that comes up for you in your day-to-day life that you can think of yeah not that i can think of off the top of my head okay no fair enough i yeah you know what i okay so 
When I was a child, I was like severely afraid of the dark and I felt like it was more severe than typical, but like at the same time, how the hell am I supposed to know? It's not like I was saying to my friends at seven years old, hey, by the way, like, are you afraid of the dark? I mean, actually, you know what? On a scale of one to ten. Yeah, on a scale of one to (laughs) ten, how afraid of the dark are you? Twelve. Because I'm like 100 of 100. Um, no, but actually, you know what? I do recall instances of friends not being afraid of the dark and being like, would you not be? It's unknown. Like, don't you think the boogeyman is going to get you straight up? <laughs> like, it's not even like that for the dark for me. Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Um, I love sleeping in the dark, though. Like, it has to be pitch black for me to sleep. So, like, I guess it's not really a fear. Right. But I don't like, I guess I'm just feel like someone's gonna pop out like if i go into a room that i haven't like looked around fair enough so like i feel like as soon as i like kind of like give a little quick look and make sure no one's like hiding then i'm like set and i love the dark right that's the only way i can sleep yeah okay no fair enough i definitely don't have that like i'm sure i could fall asleep in this bright ass room right now like i definitely don't have that problem um okay (sighs) quick side note i often have intrusive thoughts i do not have diagnosed ocd it's, it's a very high possibility considering our family, <laughs> but it is not a diagnosed um, disorder for me. That being said, I often have intrusive thoughts and a lot of my intrusive thoughts are related to um, like health and wellness. And I do distinctively remember often have intrusive, holy shit. That's the wine. I was just going to say, drink another glass, Tia. Um, I do recall often having intrusive thoughts thoughts related to like people breaking into my home and killing my entire family specifically when I was single I would often like this sounds so fucked up but yeah I would like often not daydreams the wrong word because it would be an intrusive thought it wouldn't be something that I would want to think about obviously but yeah it would pop into my head about like yeah someone breaking in in the middle of the night and killing me and my children and at the time it just would have been you know my two children because I was single but um yeah, and and it would cause me to, like, obsessively check the locks in my house. Like, oh, God, I would get out of bed, like, three times because I would somehow convince myself that the last time I checked, I didn't check good enough, you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. So that was rough. Um, So I would say, I would say that doesn't happen now, and I don't know if that's because I'm married now and I feel safer with my husband or if it's just the fact that I've worked past that. Like, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But that being said definitely definitely somebody hurting my family is my top fear obviously I mean there's so many like sub parts to that though like I can easily say my biggest fear is I mean I have a daughter right so obviously I have a huge fear of her being preyed upon um I obviously understand that that can happen to both boys and girls but statistically speaking the chances of it happening to a girl are unfortunately higher just the same way that sexual assault towards women is unfortunately higher um obviously i have that fear i have that the fear of her ending up in a violent relationship the way that i was with you know her biological father obviously i have a fear that one day my husband's going to be driving home from work and roll his car for whatever fucking reason like yeah i have a lot of i would say i can't say i have one biggest fear because it's my biggest fear which has a ton of subparts I wish you guys could see her doing this little hand thing. 
that's explaining it. <laughs> when I stand up, like, only God knows if I will fall down. Um, okay, yeah, no, I, yeah, my biggest fear is just my family being hurt. I mean, yeah, my children specifically, like, if anything were to happen to my children, that would be my worst nightmare. So, my middle child actually got lost from us a couple, I don't know, two or three weekends ago at, when we were at a music festival. And for 10 minutes, that felt like my worst fear. Like somebody has abducted my child. Turns out he just ran away because he wanted to go dance to the music. Um, no idea how that managed to happen, but it's a good reminder that it can genuinely happen to anybody. And then sometimes I think about like, oh, what if I die? I'm not afraid of dying, but I'm definitely afraid of losing my children. Like that's devastating, you know? So, yeah. But again, I'm sure that's probably every parent's worst fear. So mine's definitely not special. But even, you know, aside from that, I would say I abnormally still have a, a fear of the dark. At 27 years old, I'm still afraid of the dark. It's just the unknown. What if there's a fucking murderer in the dark, you know? What about spiders to you? Yeah, I hate <laughs> spiders, but I am getting better, actually. Okay, like, I willingly killed one the other day. And I couldn't have even, like, looked at one before without getting heebie-jeebies, so. I had to go save money from a spider yesterday, so. And it's not, like, it? I have a fear in the doorway of the bathroom. Oh, fuck, So, sorry. it's not even, like, I have a fear of spiders. I have a fear of them crawling on me. Like, I don't want to feel, like, their legs moving across my body. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with, like, bugs and everything. Like, totally fine. Yeah. I just could not stand if that thing landed on me and I could feel it crawling across like I'd have to like rip off my skin <laughs> absolutely no other choice okay that was freaky I thought somebody was standing at the bottom of the stairs so I definitely just saw somebody don't know who it was it looks like a man maybe perhaps my uncle Kevin so if it's my uncle Kevin I shall say hello monkey <laughs> yeah he called me monkey when I was a young child he lived with us at one point and so I would call him uncle monkey and so now he's just monkey in my eyes. Okay, next question. What matters more to girls, the size or a height of a guy? Height for sure. Height for sure. What's that saying? It's not the size of the waves, but the motion of the ocean? 100%, baby. 100%. Madison, you're choosing to opt out of this question on account of you can't say. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay um okay next question why is it men ask for nude pictures so much this is a real discussion this is a real discussion i'm actually very curious so i texted my husband because obviously <laughs> i said why do guys always ask for nudes he says because naked women is always amazing <laughs> no shit honey um but then i responded but like my tits look the same as they did yesterday <laughs> they do and his response was something about knowing it's recent is more exciting i don't know what do i say to that because it's like fair you know <laughs> got us there i'm gonna say got me there <laughs> just yeah. annoying like i, I don't want to have to Look at the nude I sent you yesterday, honest yeah. to God. Like, I got hot yesterday. I'm not getting hot right the second. I look like I just crawled out of a dumpster fire. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, and then the next question is, have you ever had a crush on a teacher? No, like, there was never any, like, cute young ones. Yeah, fair to enough. To be honest with you. No, fair enough, fair enough. I distinctively remember having a crush on my grade 7 teacher. Um, I guess I won't say his name because that's probably, like, a privacy issue, but... <sighs> fuck yeah i really had a crush on him 
Pardon me? Was he young? Yeah, he was young. Yeah, like, I mean, in grade 7, how old are you? Like, 13? I would guess that he was probably... There was no way he was older than 25. Like, there's no way. So, yeah, I had a crush on him. And then, yeah, I remember... It was actually around the same time. Maybe I was a little bit older, but the same town. There was also a RCMP member in that town who was also, like, early 20s who I had a crush on when I was, like... 14 or 15. Um, I'm trying to think about like bosses. I mean, yeah, I guess I ended up hooking up with one of my supervisors in the oil field, but I don't think that was like, because he's my boss kind of thing. Although who the hell knows? Maybe it was, I have no idea. He was kind of fugly. So maybe actually that would explain a lot of more than kind of. Yeah. He was quite fugly actually come to think of it. Um, so yeah, maybe it was because he was my supervisor at the time. Disgusting. It does, it makes me feel better though, you know? Yeah, it should. Yeah. I mean, his name is a, a know, subway order, you know? I, I actually blocked that shit out, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. Authority? Hell yeah. Okay, next question. Have you ever lied on your resume? No. Never. Me either. I was boring. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking boring, but it's fine. Um, okay, next question. Would you marry someone rich even if you weren't in love with them? No. No. Yeah, right? I wouldn't either. There's no way. Okay. I mean, there was a little hesitation there. I'm yeah, not lie there you. was hesitation. I thought you were going to say yes, to be honest. Um, I considered it, but like, I mean, I madison and i talked about this the other night i'm yeah. scared of commitment to begin with yeah so committing to someone that i don't even like yeah fuck no fuck no no i agree with that okay what's the worst date you've ever been on i've never been on a date like technically hey yeah fuck that's so sad honestly it is sad like what the hell is wrong with men yeah straight up okay <laughs> to you um what did it what was the question oh the worst oh, date excuse me worst okay Honestly, I've probably been on like terrible, mul- like th- I've probably been on multiple terrible dates. I think the last two that come to mind are, so I wanted one last date before I actually started dating Cody and it was with a guy who lived across the border actually. And he came up across the border to go on a date with me and we went and met at a sushi place. And like, honestly, I hadn't talked to this guy much before we went on a date, um, which I would say was pretty uh, not typical for me like I would spend quite a bit of time talking before I would go on a date because obviously I was a single mom like I'm not gonna waste my time you know um but yeah no this guy was like fairly not like it's not dangerous or anything but okay yeah that's just the thing like I wanted to be like super cautious and get to know them as much as I possibly could via texting you know as much as you possibly can via text obviously that's a whole nother thing in itself but yeah no this guy went on a date with pretty quickly and yeah it was awful it was i mean his conversation was okay but you could just tell that he was like ah i was judging him i was judging him because you know he was mid late 20s and yeah he was like living with a roommate and okay don't get me wrong i obviously understand especially in like the current economic state of our country that roommates are probably very typical and very normal and very understandable but as a single mom i'm not interested in dating a guy who has a fucking roommate like but someone who lives at home with their parents is okay (laughs) shots fired do you need some ice for that burn 
holy shit that was a good one maddie i'm not gonna lie <laughs> listen okay that was a okay we'll get into that we will get into that listen okay for those who are listening who are like what the fuck are you talking about my husband did in fact live with his parents when i met him okay listen my husband is a fucking blessing from jesus christ himself so we make exceptions for those type of men okay that's all i will say all we're gonna say about it is t is a hypocrite i mean yeah who isn't i mean right guy obviously if he had a roommate it wouldn't be a big deal yeah you're probably right just wrong guy okay but here's the thing in that moment like talking to this guy him talking about his roommate i just got the ick you know oh i just got the ick i was like ew fair enough but that wasn't even it that wasn't even it you guys because yeah like i mean i had been single for so long and sure i had dated like a decent amount i guess i mean (sighs) i was keeping my mind open i really was like i got the ick but it wasn't a 10 i'll tell you what was a fucking 10 okay it comes to the end of the date. It's like an $18 sushi bill, okay? It's an $18 sushi bill. I distinctively remember it was an $18 sushi bill. And, oh my god, it's embarrassing to even say aloud. And, I don't know, I mean, I'm a feminist. I don't necessarily believe that a man needs to pay for your meal if you're going out with him on the first date. Like, I don't. That being said, he did ask me out, and he knew I was a single mom, and it's 18 fucking dollars. He literally looks at me and says, so yeah, do you like want to split it? It was $18. For anyone who didn't hear that, it's actually, it was $18. (laughs) Like, are you, I'm like, I'd rather pay for the whole thing. That's how icky this is. Like, I was like, what? I, I mean, and I mean, I played it cool. He said that and I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously me paying $9 was fine, you know, but I just hated that he said that. Do you want to split it? what like when i went on my first date with my husband he just like low okay first date with my husband was like this amusement park type i don't know arcade whatever you call it park that gives me the ick that gives you the ick yeah wow hey i literally love dates that are like activities it was fun like my favorite like dates i've ever been on are like bowling escape room amusement parks why does it give you the ick I'm just imagining him trying to throw a fucking basketball into one of those hoops and missing every single one. <laughs> I can't. Okay, so Ski-ball? we... He's like, I only got nine tickets instead of ten. You know? <laughs> like, I can't. No, that's fair. I do get it. We actually went mini golfing. And, you know, my husband. I do. He's a pretty chill guy. Yeah. So it was actually really nice. It was for sure the best first date I've ever been on. But, like, you know, he loaded up 40 bucks on this card for us to play at this arcade and do X, Y, and Z. And not with the, like, yeah, there was no hesitation. There was no second thought. He just did it. So, you know, that's more appropriate in my eyes considering he asks me out. But, yeah, when this guy prior to meeting my husband asked me to split an $18 sushi bill, I could have thrown up on him yeah that's disgusting for like sure. that's disgusting right you should just i should have stood up and walked out <laughs> like in my opinion whoever asked the person out that's who's paying yeah that's so, kind of what i think too like in this kind of world like obviously women can pay like that's totally okay it's yeah. just whoever asked them out yes like that's just what i think it should be so if a guy asked me out obviously he's paying and yeah i'll have the money in case that doesn't happen yeah but like 
Yeah, I don't know. That's just assumed, in my opinion. And you know what else? I think, and I don't know, like, I think people might have mixed opinion on this, and that's okay, but I think the other part of me was like, I'm a single goddamn mother. Mm. You know, you're just a dude. You don't got shit to pay for, and you have a roommate. You think I got a roommate? Nah, bitch, my roommates are two kids. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I think that I that was the worst part about it for me, I would say. And yeah, that's what I respected about my husband at the time was like, I talked about it with him after and I said, yeah, like, it was sexy that you didn't even have a second thought about paying for our date. And, you know, he was like, well, yeah, of course I would. And also he did mention like, I know you were a single mother, like, yes, thank (laughs) you, sir. So yeah. And you know what? Did actually pay for our second date as like, you know, just a way to show that I was interested and I appreciated the fact that he paid for our first date. Like... Yeah, it's definitely not to say that I wouldn't pay for dates. I just thought, really? You want me to split the $18 sushi bill on our first date that you asked me on? That's absolutely ick. So, yeah, that was really embarrassing in my eyes. Um, I don't know. I have been on dates with guys who were, like, absolute losers, and they still paid. So, there was another date. I guess walked out on was not the right terminology, but, like, I ended prematurely because it was so terrible. And I will say it wasn't a traditional date. We had grabbed a coffee and, like, walked around in the downtown area. And so, yeah, it's not like we were sitting at a restaurant or in a movie or anything like that. But, yeah, we had grabbed a coffee and we were walking around in the downtown area and we were getting to know each other. And just the more I got to know him, the more that I realized, like, he was actually just a child. And at this time, I think only I only had one kid. I actually didn't date much after my second was born, but, um, yeah, I was just single with, with my daughter and that I was able to date more, which is one child. But yes, I had gone on a date and I believe it was, I want to say it was like during my lunch break at work or maybe right after work or something. But, um, (laughs) yeah, we had grabbed a coffee and we were walking around and getting to know each other. And this guy was just like, yeah, just such a kid just so stereotypically 20 years old, you know, and obviously I wasn't because I was a mother. I couldn't even give you an example of what he had said because obviously this was years ago. Who knows the actual words that I used, but essentially I was just like, yeah, you know what? I just don't think this is it. I know I don't want to be rude to you. You're a really nice guy, but I just don't want to waste your time. I think it would be a waste of both of our time. So if I pretended like I was actually interested and kept moving forward with this date and then led you on to believe that we could have another one. Like, I just think that would be rude and a waste of time. What I do remember specifically is the look on his face. Like, he was shocked. And then he was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I could tell that it went from shock to genuine appreciation. You know, he was like, holy fuck, I can't believe she's, like, being this brutally honest. But then he also was like, oh, but I'm glad that she's not just leading me on. Those are the two that come to mind, so. Okay, so, um, I was hanging out with this guy and he was like, hey, do you want to, like, go to the mall? Which is very typical of a teenager to say. So it was kind of a date. I don't know. I didn't see it as a date in the moment. But now, looking back, I can see how he thought that. Mm-hmm. Right? Casual, like, very, like, hey, you want to go to the mall with me? Grab some lunch. A lot of teenagers do that, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after we grab lunch, we, like, walk outside. And I think he walked home and I walked home. But as we exited, like, the mall doors... He was like, yeah, don't be nervous or anything. I don't kiss on the first date. (laughs) I was like, absolutely. What did you just say to me? And the way he said it was so gross. 
I was disgusted. Like, I felt like I could never have a conversation with this guy ever again. Like, he was like, don't worry. I don't kiss on the first date. Like, so cocky and so disgusting. We literally didn't talk about anything. And I'm pretty sure he made sex jokes the entire time we were eating. And, like, not to mention, this guy told his entire friend group that we were dating. Ew. And, like, in a relationship. Like, he was like, this is my girlfriend. And he did not ask me. And, okay, I understand we're in 2022, like... The guy does not need to ask you to be your girlfriend. Okay, but like, but like yeah, we didn't did. have the fucking conversation either. Yeah, no, I think let's bring that back though. I like you do need to label it. You do need to have those discussions because that limbo state of being is not healthy. He should not have said that before having a conversation with me. One hundred percent. And I just feel like it was very disrespectful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's telling all these people, and, like, half the school would be like, oh, how's your boyfriend doing? Ew. I'm like, what boyfriend? Like, I don't know who Bitch, you're Bitch, I'm single. With. Yeah, like, I'm single and ready to mingle. Like, I don't know, especially after that date. Like, no. Gross. And I was, like, dating, like, multiple people. Mm, so, like... Yeah. Like, going on dates with multiple people, obviously. Um, which is also something that is not very common in high school, I realized. Like, not now. Going on I dates was, with multiple people? Yeah, because I was telling my friends that I'm doing this, and they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I don't think that was common when I was in high school either. Okay, so, like, it's not like I was actively talking to a bunch of different people, and we were, like, very far in a relationship or anything, but, like, I would hang out with different people, for sure. Right. And this was, like, a first date, I guess. Like, I'm not really sure, but after the first date, he was telling everyone we were dating. Yeah, that's so weird. Even in high school... Super weird to me. I mean, I guess technically, if you go on a date with someone, you could say you're dating. Yeah. You're just not in a relationship. But he was telling people, I'm his girlfriend. Right. That's different. Super weird. Yeah, no, I don't think, when I recall high school, okay, it's a slightly blurry, but but I don't think that was normal. Like, I think people were either single or they were boyfriend-girlfriend. Because I remember being quite flirty and, like, I was quite uh <laughs> open as a teenager and i dated a lot and had a lot of different boyfriends and had a lot of different experiences and um i do remember people thinking that was a bit provocative of me and i was like what the fuck like that's so weird i'm not like you know i'm not banging these dudes i'm just chatting with them so yeah i think that there was like definitely this horror stigma which is really sad but isn't that weird why are teenagers so judgy they are so judgy. That's so bizarre. At work the other day, we were talking about how teenagers scare us. Yeah. Like, we hate serving teenagers. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're the fucking worst. They're judgy motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, they don't know anything, but they think they know everything. It's embarrassing. Yeah. They're rude as fuck. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, valid. Ugh. Ew, I'm going to have teenagers one day. That's terrifying. I'm going to have two teenage boys one day. Yeah. R.I.P. Do pray for me. <laughs> Praying. Thank you. Okay, I am going to end this with a really adorable question just to wrap this up. What do you like most about yourself? Mm. Does that make you uncomfortable? Yep. Interesting. You go first. I would say I really love that I have an ability to relate to many different personalities. I think that I am very easygoing and laid back and open-minded and... Therefore, there's a lot of different type of people that I mesh with. And I like that about myself. I like that I don't have a closed mind to certain people. And I mean, obviously, we're assuming here that you're not like a 
piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah, that's that's off the table, 100% obviously. But as long as you're a good person, I think that I'm super open-minded and I like that about myself. And I like my ability to be open to new information. And I like that although I'm confident and I feel very experienced in a lot of um, topics, I also am open-minded to the fact that I don't know everything and I'm willing to hear other perspectives and admit when I'm wrong or admit that my perspective wasn't right or what isn't what was the most accurate and yeah I'm not like one of those people that's set in their ways per se you know if something better comes along I'm willing to hear that and yeah I've got a very broad sense of humor I think I'm strong I think I'm funny. I think I'm smart. I think I'm a good wife. For the most part, I'm a good mother. I probably have more self-love now than I've ever had. I'm getting older and I have three kids and I've been around the block a few times. And yeah, I would say overall, I really like who I am. As a woman, it's particularly hard to say when you like yourself because people view that as self-absorbed or full of yourself. I'm proud to say that I like who I am. We do love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I guess the thing that I like about myself the most is I would say I am a goal getter. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if I put my mind to something, I can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if I were to look at my life, um, like where I'm at now, like say I was in, you know, middle school and I you were to tell me that this is where my life would be, I probably wouldn't believe you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like I can accomplish anything. And so, yeah, that's it. I love that. And it's true. You're Thank you. definitely a goal getter, like 100%. I agree with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will cry through the whole thing. <laughs> but I'll do it. I mean, how you get there doesn't matter. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys, and thanks for being on my journey on how I learned to bloom.